all-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, but and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Oh, hi, everybody. I'm back. Welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk, Howard Cross with you. We'll get to your crawls early and often at 201-939-4513. I have not spoken to you since the schedule came out, so I'll give you my take. Howard will tell me why I'm wrong. We'll fight. We'll argue. It'll be great. More importantly, we'll get to your calls, and if you want to send in some tweets as well, we can do that right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. So, Howard, I was very excited. Draft was over. Last week, I'm like, I'm going to take a nice vacation, week off, mm-hmm. not go anywhere, not do anything. Okay. Just, you know, catch up on things around the house and, you know, maybe watch a couple TV shows. Okay. You know, just kind of okay. relax a little bit. Have a nice, productive you took a day off. at-home week. You took a day off. I took a week off. Mm. So, I take off Monday. Okay. Check some nice things off the list. Get some good stuff done. At around 10 o'clock on Tuesday, I get the phone call from daycare. It's, uh, your son just threw up all over the place. Can you come get him, please? Oh, no. So my next four days of vacation basically was me getting thrown up on by my one-year-old son. Poor guy. And are you talking about me or him? Him. <laughs> you, you are, you're supposed to get that. That's part of it. Yeah, I, yes, but... Uh, <clears throat> Usually, when, you, when you're on your vacation, you shouldn't be wishing you were at work. Nah. <laughs> and, that, and that's kind of where I was last Tuesday to Friday at home. Nah, you can't do that. You can't. You got to like be wishing you're there in there in the mix with him. Get cleaning up the throw up, him looking at you like, yeah, Dad. I'm like, can't help you, son. I'm just here to wipe things up. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun week. Didn't exactly recharge the batteries. I was more tired after the week started than before the week started. So that was good. Okay. Um, but we did have some news last week. I know you guys have been talking about it right here in my absence, but I figured I'd give my little take here. Howard can yell at me, which we like to do. We'll get in the weeds, and then we'll get to your calls and anything else we want to talk about here um, in terms of the National Football League and the Giants. So, Howard, the thing that jumped out at me right away is, boy, we're going to learn a lot about this team early with this schedule. You know, week one, how close have you gotten with Dallas? You know, last year there was still a gap there. How much have you closed that gap? Week one, back uh, 
getting the, the tradition of home opener on Sunday night against the Cowboys, or at least the season opener. Usually it was in Dallas. Now it's at home. Thank God. Okay. Yeah, thank goodness. So mm-hmm. thank you, NFL. Merry Christmas mm-hmm. on, in Philadelphia. My, no Merry Christmas. My That's kids terrible. will be thrilled about that. They won't, um, they won't remember. <laughs> They're too little. My, my daughter will remember that. <laughs> she, she still remembers last year when I wasn't there on Christmas Eve. Okay. okay. Um, all right, so you got Dallas week one. Your only little break is Arizona week two. You know, their roster is not very good. Their quarterback is is an issue. Kyler Murray's hurt. So, uh, soft landing there. But then you get four consecutive games against playoff teams. In fact, five of the first six weeks, you're playing playoff teams from last year. Okay. So, you have the 49ers, who were in the NFC Championship game. No quarterback. Well, we'll see who the quarterback is. We don't know who it's going to be. Okay. It could be Purdy. could be Trey Lance. It could be Sam Donald. I don't know. It could be one of those three teams, but they're extremely talented. They're a good football team. They are. No quarterback. Yeah, it didn't seem to matter last year when Brock Purdy was still putting up 25, 27 points per game. Brock Purdy is their starting quarterback. He won't be there. No quarterback. Uh, We'll see in week three. I think think that'll be close. Tommy John surgery or something? He said recovery six months. Mm, Okay, whatever. I don't know. We'll Mm, see. mm. We'll see who the quarterback is. I don't know. Seahawks in week four. Um. Okay. What do you want me to say about that? Nothing. I, I look like you wanted to say something, so I was giving you an opportunity. You spo- it's your, but then you it's passed. You, it's your commentary. I'm supposed to like comment on your comments. I know. I was waiting for your comment on my comment. You just said Seahawks. That's not a comment. That's a state. You did just point it out. That's a fair on. point. Well, Seahawks, Geno Smith had a nice year last year. Three very good receivers. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf, Lockett, then they drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba. Two mm-hmm. good running backs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker, they drafted Charbonnet out of UCLA. Uh, good talented team. Tough game. Beat the Giants last year, so that'll be a, a mm-hmm. tough game mm-hmm. at home this time. Uh, Monday night football. Then at Miami and at Buffalo, and if two is healthy, and that's an if. Very explosive offense, and then the Bills, obviously, very explosive offense for them. So, you know, you're going to learn about the team, and more specifically for me, Howard, you're going to learn a lot about this defense to see where you're at after these first six weeks. Dallas is a good offense. The Niners, you know about Kyle Shanahan. Seahawks, Dolphins, Bills. These are all teams that can move the ball. They can make big plays down the field. Mm-hmm. They can score the football. So I think early on in the season, this defense is going to get put to a test here. We're going to learn about Deontay Banks. And look, corners, just, it's hard making that transition yeah. from college to the pro. So he's going to he's going to learn a little bit. He's going to see some big-time guys. Yeah. He's going to see some big-time guys. It's going to be a great experience for him. I, I think, you know, also that, you know, catching teams early in the year is best for teams that are – "Quote unquote," developing and are trying to get there. So I think the Giants have, you know, equal footing almost because it's early in the year when both teams are playing that early. Yeah, the so, problem is, I think five of those teams are pretty established, right? Like Dallas, same coaches from last yeah, year. But, Niners, same coaches from last year. Seahawks, Dolphins, Bills, same coaches, same quarterbacks. It, it you know, I, I'm looking at Dallas. At, you know, Mike McCarthy is now calling the offense. That is true. Yeah, the defense should still be the defense, but Mike McCarthy is now calling the offense. And it's going to be a question if he's going to try to run the ball. Does he have the people to run the ball? Are they bringing Zeke back? Do you believe him? Do you think they're really going to try to focus on running the ball this year? Or do you think that's just him talking? I, I think that early in the season, I don't think he has enough guys to run the ball. I don't I don't know who the backs are going to be. I don't know who the – I think – yeah, you figure they're going to add a second back, right? They're going to have to. Like it Pollard, wouldn't shock Pollard, me if Zeke Pollard, – Pollard won't be playing. No, he'll be back. He'll be back for week one. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. He had a he had a knee, right? No, he had a he had a fractured leg. Oh, fractured leg. So yeah, he won't be effective. So then we're looking at Zeke. 
probably well, being back. Well, that's the question. Do you, I wonder if Zeke goes back on a on a very very light contract. If as he's looking around, if guys. he's looking around the NFL, I would go back with a heavy incentive laden contract. Yeah, that's I think, what I would do. I think that probably makes sense. And then there's news that Dalvin Cook might get released, and then who knows where he winds up? Exactly, another guy. You know, backs. There's so many backs coming out in the draft every year. These guys are having a hard time. Then, but, then week two, you, we talk about Geno Smith. I like Geno Smith. I like the Seahawks. How's their offensive line? Did they improve it? Did they leave it the same? I mean, they have they had two rookie tackles last year that played pretty well. They're going so they'll, into their they'll, second year. They should be a little be a, bit better. Should be a lot better. They okay. added another interior offensive lineman in the draft, I believe. I'll have to double check. I forget who it is, but I believe they did add someone in the draft. Oh, they had, they had Cody Mock, I believe. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the the offensive lineman. So look, you have no. They're they're going to be a tough team. Yeah, they're going to be good. Seahawks going to be a good team this year. They're going to be a tough team. They're going to make a lot of noise. And the West out there is very unsettled. Uh, you know, just be between them and the Niners really battling it out. So it's going to be it's going to be a really good year. Yeah. So those those first six games, you know, you're going to learn a lot. And then you know, you get the Commanders. We don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be there. Is that mm. going to be Sam Howell? Is that going to be Jacoby Brissett? I don't know. Exactly. I don't think anybody does. Then you get Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. With, and the- with possibly no tackles. By the time that by the time that game gets around, they, that, they might, be, possible, they might both sure. be injured. I'm not wishing that on them by any stretch. No, but of they mind. have been. Yeah. And then if they're both injured, then who look? Then there's the quarterback not far behind that conversation yeah. as well. But look, four out of the six on the road. Then you get the two at home, and then you get two more on the road at Vegas and at Dallas and at Washington. So, Howard, it's kind of amazing. In the Giants' first eleven games, seven are on the road. Yeah, but you know some of that's by Giants' design because they they went to the West Coast. They wanted to stay out there, mm-hmm. right? So you want to stay out there because you don't want to have the travel back and forth, especially a Sunday to a Thursday night game, right? Yeah. And so you're trying to protect yourself in that in that aspect. So you 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 have to do a few things to sure. try to get the schedule your way. I know people are like saying like, ah, oh, you know the the commissioner is really mad at John Mayer and he gave him a bad schedule. Like no, the Giants kind of like kind of helped. Orchestrate some of this because they needed to. They're gonna need to rest. Well, it doesn't doesn't help either when you're playing the NFC West. No, I mean, you're gonna have a West Coast trip, and you're also playing the AFC East, which mm. is one of the best divisions in football. And then obviously the NFC East is strong too. So, mm-hmm. just the the nature of the opponents. We've talked about this on the show before. The schedule is a lot tougher just because of the way the the the, the schedule naturally we'll cover, shifts from yeah. year to year. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and, and again, I tell people this: what you know, what. Err on the side of caution and say the schedule is going to be tough because the way it is from year to year. But also err on the side of you don't know what teams are going to be like one year to the next. As we saw, you don't know who's going to be healthy when you play the team. <laughs> and, and you saw the collapse of, yep. of of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers couldn't get his stuff together. You saw Tampa just disintegrate and that whole division. No one even won was winning th- no. throughout this mm-hmm. throughout the year. So you have some you have some teams that you're looking at. And you're like you're expecting them to be great, but. Don't go on expectations. Get yourself ready. That's how we always look at it. And look, it's going to be a tougher schedule. I think specifically it's a much tougher schedule for the defense. Like I said, last year the Giants went 3-1 and one against the AFC South, right? So this year it's going to be tough to match that when you're playing the AFC East. Well, yeah, but here, here's what I got. and I want you to think about this. Defenses are always a little bit ahead. I'm sorry, 4-0 against the yeah. AFC South last year, not yeah. the main one. Uh, defenses are a little bit ahead early in the year. So that means your offensive line are not used to the blitzes, the stunts, and whatever else is going on. So they usually have a harder time. So the first three games, even though they might look like they may be overmatched, they're not, you know, 
Wink's gonna be putting stuff in. They're not gonna have seen it before. It's gonna be an interesting, it's gonna be an interesting scenario. Then after the week three or four is when things start settling down. People are like, okay, we've seen that blitz before. Mm-hmm. Now we've seen that blitz before. So it's gonna be interesting that way. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. I don't give an edge to winning or losing any of the games. I'm just saying I know how hard it was to play first three or four games of the season because you just didn't know what the other team was going to do. They'll put a new wrinkle in. They'll go off something, a big tendency of yours from the year before. So they try to do the best they can to confuse you. And a lot of times it did. Yeah, I think I think the big thing for me, and then we have a bunch of calls in line we're going to get to you right now. There's just not a lot of soft landing spots in terms of opposing quarterbacks, Howard. And that's something you brought up earlier, which is right. Yeah. Because you don't know what team's going to be good, what team's going to be bad. And you don't know who's going to be healthy either. But you do know what the quarterback of these teams are going to be. You know, and historically. yeah, Right. And last year, you, you got a game against the Colts. You got a game against the Texans. You got a game against um, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You got games against teams that did not have very good quarterbacks. And the only games this year that you're heading into where you can really say that about specific teams. And again, we don't know what happens with injuries. No. Um, the Cardinals in week two, where you're like, eh, I don't know who the quarterback is. San Francisco. The you Commanders twice. San Francisco, you don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Yes, but th- that offense, and I know this sounds crazy, but Shanahan's almost made that offense quarterback proof in a lot of ways. I'm going to say no, he didn't. Because if he did, he wouldn't have had Brock Purdy starting. He'd have had, he'd have had somebody else starting. No, but the offense still worked with Brock Purdy. That's why it's quarterback proof. That was their third quarterback. But the point is that Brock Purdy is pretty good, and people didn't realize that. Or they they penalized him for his height or whatever. And he he shows up and he plays well. I think that good quarterbacks work that offense well. I don't think that everybody is that good that can work that offense. And I think you're going to see that if – the third guy that we mentioned gets put in there because he's had a hard time wherever he's been. With Donald, you're talking about? Yeah. And I don't want to be beating on Sam because it's not really fair, but you you will see a huge difference if he's in the game. Well, remember, we go back, though, when C.J. Beathard was there and Mullins, they had a couple really big games for them, too. Mm-hmm. It worked pretty well, but I'll say everybody's not the same. No, everyone, no everyone's <laughs> not the same. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, and the I mean, I'm not a big Garoppolo guy, but so I don't – but. Mac Jones. I mean, if those are the worst quarterbacks on the schedule, Carr. You have a pretty yeah. I mean, if mm-hmm. that if that's one of the worst quarterbacks in your schedule, he's a middle of the road quarterback. Yeah. Well, you know, like again, I think I think uh, New England's going to have a better chance now. They got a uh, what's his name back Bill, in there. Oh, your guy, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, thank God he's away from the tide. Uh, he's more of an NFL guy. Once he's back, I think they'll play a little bit better. I think you know, I'm really interested to see what Carr's going to do. I'm really interested to see. You know what Garoppolo is going to be able to do because uh, you know both teams took them out of necessity, not because they had like, oh, you're our first choice, we want you and only you kind of moments. I'm really interested to see, you know, later in the year, like how healthy Tua is going to be, how are they going to try to protect him this year? Sure, and that's going to be interesting to me. Um, the, the Jets thing is still going to be the Jets thing. I think that as long as they can keep Aaron Rodgers clean, he can play. He can be the old Aaron Rodgers. I think he has like a little, you know, chip on his back, and he would like to. You know, make a point. And he has good weapons around him, yeah, too. Yeah, so, you know, that's 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 pretty good. You know, I'm interested to see what Dak's going to do. If they're going to put, you know, more responsibility on Dak or they're going to pull some off of him because yeah. he got a little loosey-goosey last year with the ball. He did. Yeah, yep. so, you know, you got a lot of quarterbacks. And, and same thing with Josh, man. Josh Allen was one of the yeah. – is, is a beast, is a monster, is all these different things. And also – will give you the ball, and I don't know why he's been doing that. Yeah, he needs almost a little bit less. Yeah, so like it's it's going to be interesting to see how these teams try to reel these guys in. Uh, 
and, and if not just if they can reel them in, but also what kind of offenses can they put? Like, okay, I need you to do this. You're going to have to do whatever this is and see if it'll work. All right, let's get to it. 201-939-4513. All right, we got Tom, David, and Vic. We're going to take you in order, but first a reminder, you go subscribe to the Giants Huddle Podcast. It's up on your favorite podcast platform, the Giants mobile app. Just search for Giants Huddle Podcast. We have interviews with national figures. Uh, we have interviews with our coordinators coming up. Uh, we have an interview on the schedule release from late last week. Madeline talks to Charlotte Carroll from the league office. Um, a lot of good stuff coming your way. We actually, Lance and I, I'm not sure if it's up yet today, but it will be shortly if it's not. Lance and I talked to the uh, head coach of the Maryland Terrapins, Mike Loxley, about Deontay mm. Banks coaching him in Maryland. So that was uh, that was a good interview. He's a good dude. All right, so let's get to it. 201-9, he's former. He, was, he actually coached at Alabama know, with Brian that, Dable that, that year. Roll Tide. And I, th- I, know, I was just <laughs> making sure fans understood why you were rolling with the Tide there. All right, let's get to our phones. Uh, let's go to Tom and Stratford first. Tom, what's up? Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, before I get to my reason for my call, I just want to say, Joe, someday you will cherish those memories of your son throwing up on you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom, but that day is not today. Oh, he, he, I know it's not today. He, someday he, it will come. Trust me. Tr- I, I try to tell him all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, who is this boy dating now, my son? So you, you'll get there. But, throwing up will be the, be the least of your problems. Now, Tom, <laughs> this is one of Howard's favorite lines. Bigger kids, okay. bigger, bigger problems. Amen. You have no clue. So, um, the reason for my call is um, we're talking about traveling and, and schedule and everything. I don't know how the Giants travel, and I would be very on a plane. Do they take a, Do they take a charter seven forty seven? Do they have their own plane? Oh, I mean, oh, they, oh, they, char- they, they, they charter. They charter. Every team in the league, I believe, charter. charters. Uh, I believe the Patriots they, might own their own plane. Some, I'm not sure, but most most teams it's charter. A charter. Yes. Yeah. And they have the whole place. And, and, and um, do they leave out of Newark, or do they have to leave out of uh, New York Airport? Newark. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would rather not give out all the travel details for the Giants. But oh, okay. Well, you can't do anything about it. We, we leave off the tarmac. No, that's a fair point. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Now you're right. And, and, and then, what are they, uh, two guys to a room at the hotel, and they each get a queen size, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> at, at this point, you no, got No, everyone gets their own room. At this point, you got me. I have, I have no idea what they at, do for At me. this point, I believe everyone gets their own room. You don't know that. Oh, I think they do. I, I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think okay, yeah. You know, I'm not positive. <laughs> I, I I think they do, but I'm not sure about that. We, All right. Well, they, uh, if they have they if they charter a plane, do they get the bypass security? No, we go through security. No. Uh, full of hassle. Okay. Well, that's all I wanted. Thanks, guys. Have a nice day. All right, Tom. No problem. I mean, we aren't we aren't in the terminal. Going through security, it, 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 it's it, like ex- if you, I guess if, you to put it. if you take the if you take the plane, and they they've already checked your stuff because they they have dogs checking your stuff and they're going through. And every once in a while, if you're not a regular traveler, then they start X-raying your stuff mm-hmm. and opening your bag and going through your stuff. You have but, TSA and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. teams are trying to be as as compact and on a, on the tightest schedules possible. So what they do is they they set it up, and the TSA is like they're doing a marvelous job of, of like cycling people through as quickly as possible and checking a lot of people like i've flown with the team for a thousand years and i got checked three times last year and i'm like you won't check my bag like okay knock stuff out and you sit in there in line let them check it then you just walk to get on the plane you are a high-risk individual howard i know i think it's because they fill those big shoes they're trying to figure out if i got you know something weighted in the bag i don't know what it is <laughs> and they pull out they're like oh look at the size of those things <laughs> i have 
<laughs> Let's go to David in Michigan. He's up next. Hi, David. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Great, hey, what's great, job. great, great job on the show. Uh, I'll tell you up front. I've called before, but uh, I go back with that Tino 40 years. He and I were at Fordham together. Oh, God bless you. At the, at the radio station. And uh, I can tell you, he is the same today as he was 40 years David, ago. I can, David, let me tell you something. I mean, because, surprise. by the way, I'm sure if you worked at the radio station with, with Paul, you also worked at the radio station with Bob, right? That's right. Bob and Jack Curry. And, yep. uh, and Bob tells me the same thing. Paul Dottino now the is guy. the same exact guy that he was 40 years ago. He's no he, different. He is as goofy today about the Giants <laughs> wow. as he was 40 years ago. <laughs> anyway, I believe I, I want to say I I absolutely I absolutely love what uh, what they've done with the draft and the free agent class. I have to say I was listening to Paul yesterday almost spin this schedule as being easy when it, it looks very hard to me. Who said the schedule uh, was easy? Listen, Hold on a if second. You, if you're listening to Paul talk about Giants, anything we are always yeah, winning. We're always winning. We've never lost. It, 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 now, I will say this. Now, I, and I looked at some of these details. Like, there aren't as many um, games this year where the opponent's coming off of a bye and things of that nature. So, in that way, I guess yeah. it, it's a little bit of a break. But in terms of strength of opponent, the, I think the Giants and the Cowboys are tied for the – because, you know, obviously the divisions are all going to have similar schedules mm-hmm. because of how it's set up. The Giants and Cowboys, I believe, were tied for the third hardest – Strength the schedule yeah. based on last year's records in the league. I think the Eagles were the hardest. And I think that yeah. mo- I think mostly if you think about it, also that we're all in playing against each other. The AFC East, the NFC East. There's gonna be a lot of teams beating up on each other. Yeah, it's NFC West, <laughs> AFC East, and NFC East. And yeah, gonna we're, be... we're gonna be beating up on each other. Yeah, a and, lot. And, and you know, and and, <laughs> and look, here's the bottom line. And and um, if you look at last year, the reason the NFC East had such a good had had such a good record. They all just beat the crap out of the AFC South. Yeah, I mean they they just yeah. destroyed that division. That's why the NFC East records were all kind of inflated because they just dominated the AFC South. And guess what? It's not going to be that way against the AFC East. It's a lot tougher. We'll yeah. fi- we'll figure Listen, it when out. the schedule when the schedule came out, and I I hate to admit this, Howard will probably tell me to just stay out of social media, but all the Daniel haters. You know, they, they said, oh, here we go. The, 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 the toughness of the schedule now is going to uh, give fuel to all of the Daniel Jones apologists, you know, <laughs> to, to protect them for, for yet another season. I, I want to say, I, I, I didn't play ball at the same level Howard did. The last time I tackled anybody in anger was uh, 1983, I think, when I, I, was, on the, I was on the Fordham team. Uh, preseason before the the last of my knee gave out, oh, but um, but I think when you played the game, you can see it's not fantasy football. It's not looking at the at the statistics, but when you played the game and played with quarterbacks, uh, you can see that this guy completely bloomed, and that the only thing that was missing was a sufficient number of targets and also the offensive line was was essentially brand new as a unit so so now we're going into into this uh next season with with uh, oh my a crowded 
wide receiver and tight end room with quality and an offensive line unit that had a whole season to gel. Granted, there's going to be a new center, you know, in there, but I've never been, I haven't been this excited uh, about a season coming up and just in countless days until that Cowboy game, uh, you know, in like 15 years. Well, I, I would say this: when when there's not going to be any Daniel Jones apologists in, in this room, I think Daniel Jones. And by the way, not 15 years. That that brings us back to a Super Bowl team. How about that about 10 he, years? He said 15 years. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's that excited since then. Okay, yeah, but he said he hasn't been that excited in 15 years. The Giants won a Super Bowl. 11 oh, years okay. Ago. I thought he said so, okay. Yeah, okay. I so, was round, I was nah, round ten years. Ten, yeah, go ten. It's fine. Ten, so, ten so, fine. COVID COVID adds years to anything. Yeah, that's a fair. Point. <laughs> so so I think that Daniel's like you know in fairness to Daniel and everybody around him, I think that he has a lot more to to work with, and I think that you know the second year with Neil on the right side, I think you know Thomas. There's no doubt that he might be you know all pro again. Yeah. I think the center. Uh, not just in, I don't want to call him an improvement or, or not improvement compared to the guys last year, but I think a, from what I've understood, super intelligent guy, very intuitive, six-year player. In college. Yeah, understands what's going he's, on. So he's, he's one of the he's one of the smartest, like in the moment game. Like he, I think he's one of the best, smartest quarterbacks in the league. I just want to say one more thing, Howard. I'm an Irish American, which means I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm really son. looking forward, really looking forward to seeing your son again this year. Thank you so and much. And I hope, I hope he's, I hope he he, he gets drafted. So is he is he interested in, in playing in the NFL? I think I think every kid <laughs> is that, he interested in play, plays yeah. in college. Let me put it this way: I have never seen a guy get drafted and say, "Now nah, pass." <laughs> no, there are some. No, no, no. There are some players. There are some guys in the past. Yeah, some road scholars and stuff. Yeah. Well, no. I was thinking, like, you know, maybe he he wanted. I don't know. I think he's 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 good enough. I I don't know that he's first round pick material, but but he looks to me like a like like a guy who can hold his own, like his like his dad. <laughs> yeah, he's. I think he's a better player than I was at, at that time in my life. He, you know, more. That's because he has you coaching him. <laughs> well, whatever it is, he, he's a lot better. I think he. Well, I think in this day and age, I think kids either have have like a that that social mental. Hey, I really want to do this all the time, or they have like, oh, I mean, it'd be nice to play in the league. So you know, I'm trying to make sure that he understands that, like, yeah, you got to want to do this all the time. Yeah, Things it's a more, job more yeah. more than anything else because yeah. I think guys get shocked by that. Uh, what we really are hoping for, because he did uh, finish his degree, which is cool. He, he passed That's his class. Oh, did he? he nice. Did. Congratulations. So, and he's starting his uh, master's program as well. So MBA or? Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's the master's. So, and it takes I, about a year to do. Is it business or is it? What Something is it? to do with business. Some business. I don't know. Okay. So, okay. So, I get, so I, Howard, right I now you're one, two for two, man. You got you got just, both kids graduated, man. That's I, a I big win. I just listen a lot and smile. Okay. So, I got... I got one, one just very last thing. I, I ordered, I ordered my game shirt for the coming season. Your what? I ordered, game I shirt? ordered my game shirt for for the twenty twenty three season. Okay. So, and I, I, I don't take current players. I take players from the past. So my two shirts this year are Howard Cross. Oh wow! And, and Jumbo Elliott. Oh wow! And, Jumbo. And, 
And and you, you'll be happy to know I re, I'm retiring my Alex Bachman shirt from last year. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Thank goodness. Now here, here's a question: Like, did, did you have to custom make that Howard Cross thing? Because my understanding is that they pulled all those off the shelves mm-hmm. uh, due yeah, to lack of demand. So if you no go demand. to if you go to Fanatics, oh yeah, you can you can you custom, custom the nice. number and the, and the name. Now here's my question: So did you did you custom the name and number and like? the old school, like, 80s, 90s era jersey, or is it kind of like the new school jersey that you customize? Nah, it, 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 the, the choices are not that great for customizing, so no. I had to take what they had. Okay. I got you. Well, I do thank appreciate you, that. I appreciate it. That's very nice. All right, man. Now, great I, job. Thank you. Appreciate you listening and calling up, man. Really do. Now, unfortunately, I think this is a custom job. I don't think you get any royalties on that, Howard. I don't think you get any royalties regardless. I don't think you own your name, image, and likeness for the for the nah, week. No, I, I, I think, think, I think that's either. over with. And by the way, <laughs> just because you say the Giants have a tough schedule doesn't mean that you give the players a pass if they don't win games. No, no. That's not how this it, works. It's not a pass. I, I'm not saying there's going to be a pass. Oh, no, no. I'm not so, saying you were saying oh, that. Okay. I think that's what the caller said, that that a lot of people worried that since everyone says the Giants, you know, the opponents are so tough, that all, if they don't play well, it's, it's an excuse for, oh, well, it's hey, okay. Look, because, look. You know, no, you, you, you have to beat the teams on your schedule. I just watched the Knicks play in the playoffs. I watched them play Miami. And from the, from the way they went in and listening to the fans to the way they came out, it's just you know that's what fans do. Like, oh, man, we got a chance. We might we, we might be in the in the East Finals. They had a chance. And, and then at the end, it was like, man, we got to get rid of this guy. We well, don't know what we're gonna do. We don't know what we're gonna do with him. Like, you know what, what? I was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, I don't. want Dude, Nick, Nick fans are a are a te- <laughs> as as a, as a member uh, of that fan base. They are a temperamental group. That oh can, my goodness, everybody is can, fired. They're, can, they're signing yeah, people's posters outside. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I'm kind of glad I didn't play basketball. <laughs> that is brutal. But look, hey, and look, two out of the first three weeks, and you said you don't know about San Francisco quarterback. Absolutely, we do know San Francisco's defense is really good. I do now. New coordinator, so we'll see how that impacts their defense too. We don't know. I think they're still going to be pretty good given the talent. And then Dallas week one, we know they have an excellent defense. So yeah. two out of those first three weeks, Daniel Jones is going to have a really nice test. Yeah, and I think I think the defense will have you know there'll be this there'll be this issue with the defense. Are you willing to listen to a different voice that may want to do it a little differently? You're talking about the Niners defense yeah. now. Yeah. And and I think that that's a big thing. I've seen that happen in the past with different teams uh that even that we played with. You had a different defensive voice and then the guys kind of look at you like, "Well, that ain't working, coach." Or or we didn't or we didn't <laughs> or, do it that way last year yeah. when we were really good, we, right? You try to work that out in practice in right. training camp, but usually you get to games and something's going a little haywire and a guy will go to the same spot he was going to before. And all of a sudden, the balls go down the field, and coach is like, "What are you doing?" Oh, I forgot. That's, we don't do it that way anymore. Like, no, you don't. So that that that's a big thing for defense. It'll be interesting to see how that works. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Let's go to Vic in Florida. He joins us next. Hey, Vic. How you doing, John? Vic, let what's me up? tell you something. Let me say something. Okay, I hate anybody that that badmouths Daniel Jones. Do the fans forget that when he came up? He had uh, he had to play through three systems, two general managers. He had no no uh, supporting cast and all that. That guy Daniel Jones has all the tools to be not a good quarterback, a great quarterback. That's my take on it. Okay. Okay. Right. I got something else for you, John. Give it to me. What do you got? You're fired up, Vic. I like it. Yeah, I'm pissed off when they, when they talk about Daniel Jones. The guy's got all the tools to be a great quarterback. Listen, I've been a Giants fan for over 65 years. 
I was a Yankee Stadium, December 16, 1958, to see the Giants getting beat by the Baltimore Colts and Johnny United. When Frank Gifford, our best player, fumbled twice, and the Colts recovered. Anyway, that's not what I'm calling you for. Why is it that I cannot watch the Giants and uh, the 49ers? I have to have prime video? Vic, Vic, Vic. Listen, like we're not in charge of all, write that, that time code, brother. All the TV, <laughs> all the TV contracts, or or what's going on, and you know, and, and the league is moving. And, and believe it or not, with all those different streaming services, the league's moving that way, they, because right. more and more people are trying to get rid of their cable box. Hey, and they just announced today that one of the wild card playoff games is going to be on Peacock. Yeah, they're trying. To, more and more people, believe it or not, are trying to get rid of their cable box. And I don't think people realize that. I think they think that. Oh, I'm like, no, they're trying to get rid of that. As I look at my cable bill once a month, I can understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and I have done the math on this, by the way, and this is not me supporting cable companies or supporting streaming services. It's just me doing math. If you want to get everything you want, you add up everything. Once it's you add expensive. all the streaming services together, it's not that much cheaper than just cable. So it, it's, it kinda, it's one and one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just a matter of how you want to get it, right? My, my thing is I need local news. And I need live sports. Yeah, I, I need live sports, but I need local news. Cause I got to know what I'm getting up in the morning. And I got to know if my trains are running, uh, if they're not running on time, if I'm going to be standing on a platform for a long time, especially in the wintertime. I don't like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> really? Summertime I, summertime, I can just kind of chill out and walk slowly down there. Oh, it's a nice day standing in the shade. But in the wintertime, ain't no place to go. Yeah, so that was the piece of news that came out today, by the way, that uh, they announced that one of the wildcard playoff games that usually is on NBC will now be on Peacock. Now, they have not gotten into the details of it. I'm assuming it's only going to be on the paid version of the Peacock streaming service because there is a free version of that. I got money to say, I got money that says it's going to be on the Peacock. You can bet bet on this. It's going to be on Peacock, but you can still be able to get it on NBC in some shape, form, or fashion. You can, and the reason why is... They I can tell they, you what they, they said what they're going to do. What are they going to do? So it will only be available on live TV on NBC in the local markets of the two teams playing the game. So what they're doing is they don't want the two teams that, that are the two cities to lose their to lose their viewership. Right. And they want everybody else to pay a little extra to Correct. see it. That's what they're trying to now, do. Now, here's the other trick with that, and this mm-hmm. is why I think people miss this too. Game is also going to be available on NFL Plus. Yeah. So this is the NFL saying, "Oh, you don't have you don't have to subscribe to Peacock. If you're just subscribed to NFL Plus, you get to see the game." So it's a way for the NFL to also promote one of their own streaming services they're trying to get people to subscribe to. And so, by the way, we support all those people; they support us. Oh, I am <laughs> a subscriber to NFL Plus. I like NFL Plus. It's excellent. I got all of them. It's a good service. Absolutely, hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not decrying them. I'm just explaining to people what, and, why they're doing. And my they're cable doing. service. So I got a lot of stuff on my bill. It's okay. Don't talk about it. Next caller. <laughs> we all pay for a lot of stuff. That, 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 that's kind of the bottom line. Hey, Giant fans, take your fan to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. And while you're online looking for those tickets, you can also... Go download the Giants' official streaming app, Giants TV. It brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. Let's go to Ron in New Jersey. He's up next, wants to talk about all the Giants' primetime games. And right now we're staring at five, and that can go up as high as six. So, Ron, what do you got for us? 
Hey, guys, a long time no talk. Uh, quick aside, Hulu Live, Howard, gives you the news and the live sports. I just got the quote a few months ago. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that. See, yeah. the problem, see, here, here, right. see, see, Ron, here's, and again, we're going to get in the weeds here, which is fine. Yeah. See, my problem is that I need the, the two things I need besides my NFL games. Okay. I need my Yankees. And I need my Knicks. Yep. And there so. is no streaming service that has both Yankees and Knicks. Hulu doesn't have it all? Fair enough. The only streaming service that no. has the Knicks is FUBU TV. I tried that one. Right. I don't like that one. That's the only one that has the Knicks. And now, yeah. you can't. You will need a lot. Yeah, you need a lot. <laughs> have... It is what it is. Right. Anyway, so what I was calling was from the, uh, the season ticket holder point of view. Yes. I know mm-hmm. TV dominates the world. I get that. But, you know, I'm in the West Club. Cost a lot of money. I love going to the games. It's one of my favorite things to do. And this year, they announced that they're going to flex Monday night games. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but to me, that's just wrong. I'm not going to get as excited as Vic, but <laughs> sometimes you. Like, we travel to a game from time to time. Often, I'll invite, like this year, we have the Patriots. I'm inviting a couple of friends from Boston. And, you know, that, that game will be affected. I know that, but... How do they get away with that? And I have a quick question on the salary cap too. But yeah, sure. Well, what well, do you think of that? Take this into consideration. I think that that whole the one of the part of the things that makes watching uh, NFL games so great is when they you know pan through the crowd. Everybody's jumping up and down and screaming and yelling. The games look like they're like every game's so important. If they flex games on Monday nights and fans can't get there, they're going to have half-empty stadiums. Well, fans will sell their tickets. Yeah. They'll sell their tickets, but I'm telling you, they're going to be you're going to be shocked at how few people hey, will look, be there. And I'll say this too, um, and Ron. That's, and that's going to be the thing that's going to make them want to be like, mm, maybe yeah, this is not a good idea. You heard what okay, John, you, 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 and Ron, you heard what John Mara said about the idea of flexing those Thursday games. You, I did not. I, no, well, yeah, was, there, there was a rule that was being considered by the competition committee. I'm not sure if it was tabled officially. I think mm-hmm. it's still up in the air. It's in, where, it's in the air right now. Yeah, right. And I think they're going to decide sometime in June where they were considering later in the year flexing Thursday night games. And John Mara public, I, I heard about that. And John Mara publicly came out and said he thinks that's very unfair to season ticket holders because, to your point, people. You know, you're out of town. You you book flights. You book trips to go see right. these games, and it's unfair to your fans to have to you know move there for three days. So I would imagine, and he hasn't said this publicly, that if he thought that about a Thursday games, I imagine he probably has similar thoughts about flexing Monday games for the same reason. Yep. So uh, my my guess is that you have so, an ally in terms of Giants ownership that, that, when they came to make great. those decisions. Yes, can teams resist that? No. Or is the NFL say you're being flexed? No, uh, there's a vote. So the, the, those things are decided in either the competition committee, in which case it was the no, Thursday no. night flex. I mean, and then in terms of the Monday night, uh, that was in the TV contract. So that's something all the owners signed okay. on on. So at some point, okay. all the owners do have to sign on for these new rules, whether it's in the competition committee or whether it's in the ownership meetings or whether it's in TV contracts. But once that's put into okay. effect and it's official, teams cannot resist. Mm-mm. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I have a good ally with Mr. Mara. Yes, yes you, you do. do. And what's your question oh, on the salary cap, Ron? Quick, quick, quick question. You guys were talking about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. When there's an incentive in a contract, mm. right? So you can make an extra five million in incentives. Does that mean on the salary cap they bake that in where they assume you're going to make it, or do they carry it to next year? Good question. Does that work. My understanding is that if it's a likely to be earned incentive, and there are certain rules that govern whether something is. It, 
considered a likely to be earned incentive that is baked into the cap right away. If it's an incentive that's not one of those and the guy makes it, then that will get pushed into the next year, I believe is my understanding. So the incentives run like okay. so the incentives run like that. There are roster incentives, there are incentives for coming to uh, workouts and stuff like that. Those those are kind of pushed into the, the current uh salary cap. The incentives that are not pushed into the, the current salary cap, let's say that you're a player that, that may play eighty plus five percent of the plays, maybe. Uh, they don't expect you to because there maybe is a young player that's, that's challenging you for some for, for some time and stuff like that. Then you have to earn that money. That that's that's the money they push forward to the following year. Uh, okay. Catches, tackles. Uh, I, I think I've even heard kickers go. Did they put me down for that tackle? I, I got to get so many tackles for the year or something. I started laughing. I'm like, you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> so like, but you but that but that is like a serious because I lived through incentives during my career so i know that i don't know where the money got pushed but i know that how hard it was to to make some of them okay so that someone's thinking about it yeah. but that, that's great that's been nagging at me mm-hmm. thank you gentlemen always a pleasure talking to you appreciate all right. all right so i will read this this is this is the rule so there are likely to be earned incentives and not likely to be earned incentives so if it's qualified as a ltbe which is likely to be earned which are which are again uh, making the, making the team roster bonuses, right? Um, workout bonuses, and there are some performance bonuses as well. For example, if a player reached that performance threshold in a in the year prior, that incentive is considered likely to be earned and will count against the cap. Mm-hmm. If the player did not reach that threshold the prior year, mm-hmm. it is considered not likely to be earned and will not count against that year's cap. For example, and this is off of a Seahawks blog page, so that's it's specific to Geno Smith, right? Yeah. So. Geno Smith, to no one's surprise, met a lot of incentives in his contract last year that mm-hmm. nobody thought he would. Yeah. Right? So that money got pushed into their 2023 cap. It yep. didn't count on their 2022 cap. Just okay. so that and that's kind of how it works. Okay. That makes sense. So, but again, like understanding the incentive packages for guys is is probably more than more important than anything else. Hundred percent. All right, we have some open lines, folks. If you want to get in, you can two zero one nine three nine four five one three two zero one nine three nine four five one three hashtag Giants Chat. So, Howard, when you take a look at the NFC now, you know there are some things that you're seeing teams kind of make some moves here to try to shore up their rosters. We saw the Vikings trade Zadarius Smith, and they're an interesting spot now, where you you know I think they're still trying to compete. They have your favorite quarterback in the NFL, Kirk Cousins, Manning on their center. My favorite. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah, I mean, you've told me many times you think he can lead any team to a championship at any given year. I tell um, people all the time he's somebody's cousins. <laughs> so I, you, you kind of wonder what the Vikings' path this year now because there were reports over the weekend that Dalvin Cook could be either released or traded. Uh, they re-signed Alexander Madison, who's their backup to a two-year, you know, small money deal. And then it's interesting, you know, if they can't find a trade for Cook and it seems like they couldn't around draft times, I would assume they wouldn't be able to do so now either. Mm-hmm. And they release him. I mean, you have a number of teams here that could use a Dalvin Cook. Could Dallas pair him with Tony Pollard? Uh, could the Bills bring him in as a guy that can, you know, help? You know, then he can go with Cook, his his brother, no. up there in, in Buffalo. So no. I think there, there I are th- some interesting spots in the NFC where I think he could link up. What if the Eagles try to sign Dalvin Cook? I don't, oh. think, I don't think the Eagles are going to sign. they got enough backs. I, I think, you know, when you come – I keep saying about these the back situation. I think if these guys get out there on the on the market, they have to decide if they're going to play for, you know, a lot less money. It's not going to just be a, a little bit less. It's going to be a lot less money. And they're going to have to make a decision – 
Am I still willing to go out there and try to do that? And then if you're signing for that much, guess what? You got to wonder if you're going to get your touches because you're not going to get touches. If, if I'm not the starting running back on the team, and they bring me in to support somebody else. I got to be willing to, to play the role of a guy who's quote unquote helping somebody else out. And that's going to be a little interesting as well. I think when, when you look at the NFC, I think the NFC West is, is basically going to go through the, the 49ers. If, if and when the quarterback situation gets worked out, I think that, I mean, wait a minute, correction, the 49ers or Seattle, though, I think that's going to be the big thing. I think the North, believe it or not, I think it might go through Chicago. And I don't think people are really talking about that. I think Chicago. You think they're ready? I think they improved their offensive line a little bit. And I think they they got a couple weapons for, for the fields to throw the ball to. Oh, DJ Moore, very good player. Yeah, so, so once you start to do that, what a guy is that dynamic running the ball, all of a sudden, that team's a lot better. I think their offense will be good. I think they're missing some pieces on defense, though. I, I think they're going to score a lot of points. It's going to make the, the North going to have a hard time with them. You like them better than Detroit? No, but I think they're. I think they're. I think you're going to have to gonna have a hard time with them. I think Detroit's going to have a hard time with them as well. I think Detroit's going to be the best team in that division. But I think Chicago's going to be the team that no one was expecting to be as good as they are, and they're going to score a lot of points and force a lot of defense to do things. They're uncomfortable doing. I'll tell you what, it's a very important year for that division, too, mm-hmm. to figure out directions of a couple of teams, right? Yeah. You mentioned the Bears with Justin Fields. Uh, he's heading into his third year, correct? So they'll have to make a fifth-year option decision on him after next year with Justin Fields. Then you have Jordan Love, who only has one year left on his deal for the mm-hmm. Packers. So they're going to have to make a big decision on his contract as well. And then the Vikings, this is the final year of Kirk Cousins' contract. So they're going to have to figure out what to do after Kirk Cousins leaves. So, mm-hmm. And frankly... I think Jared Goff has two. I think he has two years left, left on his either, contract. Either that, I uh, is it two years? This is not a new contract. I think it's two years, or he is. Oh yeah, yeah, it isn't a new contract. He is. Yeah, he signed through twenty twenty four. Yeah. So that's two years left on his contract. So that NFC North is really kind of in the state of flux, and frankly, so is the NFC South. Right? Derek Carr is a short term contract. Bryce Young's on a rookie contract. The Bucks are kind of what Baker Mayfield like. You know, exactly. Could be or could not be. Maybe. We'll see. And then the Falcons with Desmond Ritter. I mean, the NFC North and NFC South, they are really in a period of transition here in which I think those divisions are going to look very different over the next few years. So if I'm looking at the South right now, I if I had to pick a team out of the South, I would. Saints? Maybe. I like the Falcons' offense if their quarterback can figure it out. That running back is going to be special. They got Bijan. They got Kyle Pitts. They got mm-hmm. Drake London. They have a good offensive line. If that quarterback can – and Arthur Smith is, is a good creative offensive coach. Yeah. If they can figure out the quarterback spot, like they could have a nice little offense there. But their think, defense I, sticks. I think whoever wins is going to win with probably nine games. They're yeah. not, not going to win many more than that. So I agree with a that. Couple, with three wins in the division, they'll win nine games total. Better question. Who's going to finish in last place in the North? Wow. I, if I have to go with anybody, I'm going to go with Green Bay. Green Bay. So you're not a Jordan Bullard love believer, huh? It's not that. I just think there's a lot of turnover. I think that, you know, it's not like it was when Aaron Rodgers was stepping in. I think, you know, Brett Favre was holding Aaron Rodgers off. Yeah. He was literally holding him off. In this case, it was like they were still in love with Aaron Rodgers. They just got tired of his shenanigans and said, like, okay, you got to leave, bro. <laughs> That's it. You can go. <laughs> you want to leave, go in the darkness? When you go in the darkness, stay in the darkness. They didn't want anything else to do with him, and he left. That's why he was so excited about coming out of out of the darkness to go play for the Jets because he was like – and by the way, Jets were the one who pushed for him. It wasn't like every team 
that needed a quarterback was pushing. Like, we want Aaron Rodgers. There was no big giant market, and like, just like it was no market really for the Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So, like, you got to wonder, like, okay, what is the real deal with some of these, with, with some of these transitions and stuff? So that's why I'm saying Jordan Love has his one opportunity right now to figure it out and get it done. So yeah. that, that's going to be the big thing. I think, you know, I think like the South, like I said, mm, you're saying New Orleans. I'm going to say, the, I'm gonna, roll tide, I'm going to say Carolina is going to give a good push. I, I like Bryce Young, man. You know, I'm a big Bryce Young guy. I, they have a good roster. They did a good They did a good job putting people around him to protect him, to keep mm-hmm. him upright and safe. He's very creative with the ball. If he, can, if he can get a couple guys that can catch the ball, has a good tight end and a decent running game, they're going to be a good team in the South. I mean, and for whatever that means, this is just going to be the South. The, the you know, that, I think the NFC is pretty. I'll be honest with you, Howard. Huh. I could be convinced that the Saints, the Falcons, or the Panthers could win the NFC South. I would be very surprised if Tampa did it. Yeah, if, if you were looking for teams right now, and it's way too early, this, but if you were looking at teams today, and you were trying to say who was going to make the playoffs from NFC, where would you go from just from? From how they presently, you know, constructed, what would you think? The only teams I would feel somewhat sure about, that I would feel really good about picking them to make the playoffs, are the 49ers, the Eagles, Cowboys. The Cowboys made it last year? Yeah, they went like 12-4. and four. Okay. Okay. Um, those would be the only three teams that I feel really good about. The next group of teams that I feel have a good chance, Giants. Mm-hmm. Seahawks, Lions. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably it. So if I had to do it this way, I would do it. Okay. I would say for sure I'd go Seahawks and Niners out there. I think both teams are playing that well. Okay. I would go Eagles. You're off on the Rams. You're. All, you... I'm just Rams. I'm, okay. I'm, that's, so, that's fine. I'd say Eagles. I agree with you. And and. Maybe the Cowboys or the Giants. I'm not sure where each team really fits. Mm-hmm. So it could be three out of the, it could be three out of these. And then outside of that, when I go to the North, I'm gonna go Detroit mostly. I said Chicago's gonna be the surprise team, but if I had to believe in one, put a bet down. I'm not betting. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I'd say Detroit. The problem would be where you who would you pick in the South? And I'm still gonna say Carolina. Well, out last of the South. year at eight. Bucks were eight nine. They won the South. Yeah, but it's not going to be that way this no, year. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's not going to be that way this year. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what other team, and they'll, and that's six spots, and that's you have just, seven spots, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's who emerges as that seven team? Is it the Commanders? Could they make a run? You know, they were close to the playoffs last year. Could it be, you know, the Vikings who went thirteen and four last year? Are they still in the mix there? I think they have a shot. You know, is it the Bears or the? You know, look, I think. The, uh, look, the I, NFC is a wide-open conference, Howard. It's a wide-open conference. That's yeah. what's so exciting for the Giants, right? Everything's right in front of them. Make the playoffs and make a run. That's what That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be Atlanta. Going to be Atlanta. I think Atlanta would probably be the last team in. And that's just me guessing without – and you never know what everybody's going to do. And I don't want to give it to Atlanta because Ritter – I don't really believe that Ritter's going to be that great. I would like for him to be better than he is. Uh, but, you know, you never know. No, you don't. Mm-mm. You don't. But yep. I, I think they'll put structure around them to help him succeed. We'll see to what level he's hey, able to succeed. I, like I told people years ago when I was watching Brady early in his career, he was throwing the ball to to, to Randy Moss and I think it was Wes Wel- West Welker. Wes yeah. Welker. And everybody was like, when was, was Castle got in the game, Matt Castle, they were like, 
they don't have a shot. I'm like, dude, I could throw the ball to those two guys. <laughs> so if you got if you got good, you know, skill guys around you, you can make plays. And that's what I believe. You know, a couple of these young guys are getting a lot better better offenses, but a really good skill guys around them. And look, and that's the beauty of the NFC, Howard. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, this is very simple. How many NFC teams last year do you think had a positive? Don't look. Do you think had a positive point differential over the course of the regular season? A positive point differential yeah, that scored more points than their opponents. I'm gonna say in the regular season. I'm gonna say right now. If I had it there, if you want, start, if you want to name go, teams I'm, I'm or give a total, you can do whatever you want. I'm gonna say San Francisco would be one. I'm gonna yep. say Philadelphia would be two. Yep. Um, San Fran, by the way, for the record, was plus 173. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were plus 133. Those are the two best. The two best. So with those two, I'm going to say – we couldn't say the Giants because got blown out one time. Giants were minus six, correct. Yeah. Uh, one, two. Dallas scores a lot of points. So they. I don't think they got blown out any time. So Dallas had to be in there. They were the third best, plus 125. Only eight behind the Eagles, by the way. Um Minnesota. Minnesota, a, believe it or not, was at thirteen and four was minus three. Wow. <laughs> then you after, talk about them winning close games all the time. It's reflected in their plus minus. Um Detroit. Plus twenty six. All right. That's four. Is there another one? You tell me. Do you think there's another one? Yeah. Seattle. Plus six. Yeah, there it That's is. That's it. There were five teams. <laughs> Out of 12 in the conference that finished with a plus minus in the positives. And the teams that were close were, you mentioned the Giants at minus six, Mm -hmm. the Vikings at minus three, and the Packers at minus one. Mm -hmm. Everyone else was minus uh, 10 or worse uh, after that. Interesting. Saints were minus 15. They were the best team in the NFC South. Yeah. The amazing thing is that the Bucs won the NFC South. They had by far the worst point differential. They were minus forty five last year. They were getting beat one. They won the NFC South. Panthers were minus twenty seven. Falcons minus twenty one. Saints minus fifteen. Mm. That's interesting. That's interesting, right? That's real interesting. I thought it was too. Two zero one nine three nine four five, and that's why the conference is wide <laughs> open. Yep, yep, dude. Seriously, and Scott, we'll get to you in a second. Just be happy. The Giants are in the AFC right now. Because you you look at that AFC, it's a bloodbath, dude. It is a it is an arms race, man. This is like it's, peak Cold War stuff oh, going on in, it's, in the it's, AFC. It's crazy, man. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, uh, throwing you know C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson if you want. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. I mean, my gosh. I mean, it is a Aaron Rodgers. I forgot about Rodgers. I mean, it is a <laughs> Tua. I mean, it is a just cavalcade of really, really good quarterbacks in that conference, yeah. man. It is. I mean, I just listed nine guys. Two of those quarterbacks will not be in the playoffs next year. <laughs> oh, those nine I just mentioned. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's really, really hard. It's really gonna, hard. It's going to get worse. Lamar, you mentioned Lamar Jackson? Yes. So, so Here we go. At Josh Allen, Tua, Rodgers, that's three. Burrow is four. Lamar is five. Deshaun Watson is six. Trevor Lawrence is seven. Patrick Mahomes is eight. Justin Herbert is nine. Russell Wilson is ten. And that's not including Garoppolo and Tannehill, who have both been perennial 
playoff Bobo, quarterbacks yeah. over the course of their career. So count those two guys. You're freaking 12. <laughs> the worst quarterbacks are Kenny Pickett. He was a first-round draft pick. Mac Jones, first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud, first-round draft pick. And, 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 and Jones was actually a pro bowler his first year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's going to be interesting. Dude, It that, that conference... It is that is as good. In fact, I will I will say with some confidence that is the best group of quarterbacks I've seen in one conference in my life. Been a long time, but yeah, they're they're a good group. Been a long time that many guys have been in the same. I mean, conference. you go back to like the '90s, I guess, when you had like Aikman, Steve Young, and Favre all in the NFC. I mean, yeah. Randall Cunningham was in that group. Mark Rippin. I think uh, Cole Pepper. Cole Pepper was in that group. I think. Uh, he Nick, was later. He was, he was in the early yeah, 2000s. It was in the 90s. I mean. The, it, was, it was the 90s. But it, I mean, the AFC Because when, when we played them in the in the 2000 Super Bowl. Remember, Randall Cunningham I mean, was the quarterback when they lost to the Falcons in the NFC Championship game from Minnesota in yeah, 98 and 99. But Cole Pepper was the quarterback when, when they lost to, to the Giants at Giants Stadium. Yeah, in 2000. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. like all those guys were playing in the NFC at the same time. I know. That's crazy. No, it was – and the quarterback then, what, was it Romo? Who was it? Was it in Dallas at the time? It had to be like Romo or somebody, right? Uh, that was, you mean when you guys beat Culpepper? Yeah. That was their dark times. That might have been the Quincy Carter years. Oh, okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> I didn't want to throw like, you under the bus, that was, Tony. That would be one of those like Quincy Carter, <laughs> Chad Hutchinson, yeah. Ryan Leaf yeah, era. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was not great for them. Uh, let's go to Scott, New Mexico. He'll wrap us up today. Hey, Scotty, do. Hi, guys. How you doing today? What's up? I have two questions. They're sort of interrelated. Sure. Uh, first question is, typically, is there a statistic that says how many drafted and undrafted free agents make a team each year? No, but I imagine it's somewhere between 7 and 10, depending on what team it is, how deep their roster is, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and it also okay. it also depends on, on actual need. So like, right. you, you, sometimes you draft guys that are really, really good, and you try to keep him around because he's like a first round pick. And sometimes you draft guys that are in the fifth round that you have to keep around because they're because they're really really good. Right, and a lot of the guys you kind of practice squad too, yeah, right? Yeah, and then the thing the thing that what makes it a big difference is like like the Giants in center and the interior line. You draft a kid if he if he'd been drafted in the fifth round, he had a chance of starting. Yeah, I think the Giants right. last year, if I recall, I believe they, they only had one undrafted free agent make the roster. Yeah. And for the life of me, I can't remember who it was now. So, yeah. Okay. I'll have to well, go back that, and check that. That, that being said, uh, you have to wait, obviously, until the dust settles and you see who's on the roster. But did they, the Giants or any other team, let's stay in the division for a second. Do the Giants and the other teams in the division, do they actually start doing analysis of the players that are drafted, both undrafted and free agents, and look at their tendencies and see how they're going to intermingle with their teams? In terms of, for, in terms of players it's, it's, drafted by it, other teams well, in the talking, division? Well, for, talking about scouting. For, exa- for example, say somebody drafts a running, uh, excuse me, a defensive back, and in college, for example, they saw... Well, he has great pickup speed, but he doesn't press well. And they're assuming because there's only so much you can glean from preseason. So they look at their tapes and they say, okay, say he made the roster, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and they look at the tendencies of what he can do, and then the offensive and defensive coordinators can work around that and say, hey, we're going to run these kinds of plays because that kind of a player does not do this well. And I was wondering when they start that process, if they do, or is that too much minutia? So so going back all the way back to the early you know, uh, 90s. They do that from day one. Yeah, and pro ba- scouts. And, okay. ba- and back then it was just on it was on paper. So you get a, a big booklet full of, of information about every team. Every, I can remember Scott Norwood in the, in the Super Bowl in 90. We knew he didn't make a – he was like made three, goal, right? like 30% or, th- or something really low, over 44 yards or over 45 yards on outdoors, grass. Yeah, outdoors, yeah. Outdoors. They had all, yeah, yeah, they had yeah. all this mm-hmm. stuff against him. So we were trying to keep him away from a certain yard line. So, yeah, they do that. And nowadays it's on tablets. So okay. you can pull up a guy with right hand, left hand. I think a, a Hall of Fame Erlacher. Earl we we knew that he was slow reading uh, when he first got in the league. We ran plays, you know, misdirection plays him all day. He'd run himself okay. out of play by fifty yards as a rookie. Yeah, and, and Scott, what they'll do, the pro scouts will work with the college scouts, and they're kind of involved in the process, and they'll have get the scouting reports on the rookies, so they'll know they'll have. And the position coaches will have ways for their individual players in their position groups to attack their opponents in every given week. Yeah, and you, gotta okay. also, you have to also remember like pro football uh, focus and everything else. They have like what people thought of. They talk to all the scouts, and they have what every team thought of of a guy. They'll just put a, they'll just do a summary of, okay, this guy is, hey, he's he's too handsy, and he plays cornerback, so he's going to get a lot of penalties called against him. They They know this stuff, yeah. Okay, and do they do the same thing with the tendencies of coaches as well, or oh, yeah. they don't? No, absolutely. In terms of like, like, in terms of like the coordinators and schemes and what plays they like to run and what situations. Yeah, I mean, you go back, you know that that that's kind of how analytics started back in the day. Right. right, looking at tendencies. Bill Belichick was huge on that, and you figure out what plays and and tendencies coaches have in certain down and distances and situations, and then they definitely game plan off of that. And so uh, I'll okay. g- I'll give you one even better. You remember when the officials went on on strike? Remember, right. I, remember how everyone was so upset about these officials being on strike? Especially Howard. How mm-hmm. could they be on strike? <laughs> they, they control the game. Howard was all, up all the it. all the head all the talking heads were going. Oh my gosh! He did therapy. They has nothing to do with the game. Do you understand that? And they're like, how could right. you? How could you say that? I said every official has a scouting report done on him. They know what these guys call when they're going to call them. What to be? What to look for? When to look for it? What you're going to get away with in a certain game? They know exactly how the officials call the game. Every official, every okay. position on the field, they know which ones you can be a little rough with and talking yeah. to. They know which ones you can't talk to at all. They know everything about every which, player. Which it, guys call holds? Which guys yeah. calls pass interference? Which guys call legal contact yeah. by the crew, by they, the individual they, official? They, all they that. Know, they know when whoever crosses the line and stands inside that one ten. They know what you're doing all the time. Okay, well, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, I was just curious. Thanks, okay. thanks again. All right. Appreciate the call, Scott. Everybody, thank you for being with us on today's episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live. Thank you to Howard Cross. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode coming your way at 1230. We'll see you then, everybody. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.